You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Secret by Toledo, who is a horse who primarily sketches, does photo manipulations, and writes when inspiration strikes hard enough to brave the prospect of plunking out a story on a giant keyboard with a single hoof. If you're interested in basketball stories that aren't about basketball, you can find more of his writing in his Fur Affinity or DeviantArt galleries. On DA, he's Toledo the Horse, that's with dashes, and on FA, he's the oh-so-obvious Out of the Box, and that's with dashes, and box is with KS. Good luck. Secret by Toledo. Colin, your mother and I have noticed that you've been sneaking out of the house at night recently. He knew this would come sometime. He always had to leave the window slitted slightly so as to facilitate re-entry, and the consequent alteration in the temperature of his bedroom could be felt. He had been dozing off in several classes over the past few weeks after sleepless nights, his parents nearly giving up trying to rouse him earlier than the fifteen minutes he'd need to freshen up. Yawning, he'd wrap himself in his bathrobe, occluding the sight of any residual mud, but if they had taken any glance under his covers, he tried to avoid this by making his bed properly every day and thus allay suspicion, they would have seen streaks of hummus brown where his feet would kick back and forth. He didn't know what he would say to them. Did they know what he was doing? Had they surreptitiously spied on him one night? "'We're somewhat concerned,' said his mother, and their eyes met for a split second before Colin darted them back down to affix their gaze on a particular curlicue in the kitchen linoleum. His right hand dabbed the spoon into his cereal, getting additional flakes moist while others became more and more soggy and inedible. "'We just want to make sure you're safe.' "'I know,' said Colin, kicking toe of one tennis shoe absentmindedly against the floor. "'We understand that things happen at this age. It's natural. You shouldn't be ashamed about it. We've all had to go through it. I know it's hard,' his father paused, introspective for a moment. "'But we're the ones you can trust. If there's anything you'd like to talk over, any questions, we're here to help.' A firm grasp of a hand on his shoulder was more reassuring than Colin had expected it to be, and he looked up to meet his father's eyes. "'But now you have to go to school. Stay awake in trigonometry,' a wink, even though it's insufferable. Colin gave a weak smile and followed his mother out to the car. The drive to school was short, and he was soon hopping out, slinging his book bag over one shoulder and bounding toward the entrance after a quick goodbye peck from his ever-caring mother. All through the school day he fretted, on one hand, the constant worrying kept him definitively awake through all seven periods. On the other hand, however, he gleaned even less from the lessons than normal, and his mind wandered through scenario after scenario. It didn't seem like they had been spying. But maybe he should stuff a towel under his door and hang a loose shirt over the doorknob to make sure of that, or even prop a chair against the doorknob in addition to locking it. He should be much more careful to wipe his feet when he came in. Maybe he could pilfer an extra doormat and store it under his bed. The musings continued past the final ringing of the bell that signalled the end of last period, and Colin, feverish now, decided to skip his extracurriculars and call for his mother to pick him up. Even if he was able to conceal the evidence of his nightly excursions, he would probably be confronted one night, exposed and alone and unprepared for the response. He'd need a pair of fangs. Jot down joke or costume shop. Maybe five dollars? Maybe some hair dye? Who would ever dye their hair grey, though? Maybe melanistic. Hair care section of Walmart. Question mark? Maybe he could steal a little of his mother's mascara for the rest. He hoped this would work. 
Upon returning home, he convinced his parents that he had developed an awful headache, which he had, just not a physical one, and was incapacitated for schoolwork. He retreated to his bed on the second floor, where he curled up with a good book, while his mother delivered chamomile tea and chicken noodle soup on a tray. The book was not an anthology of werewolf literature that had always been his favourite. He had picked up Harry Potter instead. Someone finding out he's different than everyone else? Check. This is a good thing? Well... The hours dragged on, but the late autumn sunlight was shortened by the onset of daylight savings. Or was it the removal? He shrugged. And darkness soon fell. Colin must have been drowsily lying in his bed. Harry Potter's pages were spread out, splayed under his face, and a miniature pool of drool had enveloped the trio of heroes as they cooked a botched potion in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom. Colin's stomach began to burn as it twisted. Oh no, here it came. He quickly threw off the covers and leapt, not without jerking a bit, clutching his belly, to the door, closing in as softly as he could while rushed and locking it. He shoved a blanket under it with one toe and pulled his desk chair against it with one hand. He ran through his other safety and secrecy precautions, including those he had formulated earlier that day. Another spasm gripped him. His hands and feet were stiffening. Quick, soon! He pulled off his tea and shorts as his fingernails began to thicken and harden and threw open the window in another swish. He turned his hand over in the moonlight that was now streaming in from outside. It was full now. Tonight would be more complete, more intense. His fingers were merging into clumps, ends pointing, wrist getting boxy. An itching erupted all over his body as follicles formed and spat up hair. Thick it was, fur really. Not straight or grey though. White, coarse, curly, matted. He could feel his feet stretching. It was coming faster than he expected. His nose pulled away from his face, his teeth becoming broad and flat. Ears lengthened and flopped limply on either side of his face. Pupils became ovoid. He vaulted himself awkwardly onto the ledge outside his window, and from there jumped down, quite ungracefully, onto the lawn. Staggering off toward the woods behind the house, he wished fervently that no one would catch his scent out here tonight. He didn't want to know what his family, all of them normal, run-of-the-mill lycanthropes, might do. He was, after all, a weir-sheep in werewolf's clothing. This was Secret by Toledo, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.